0: This podcast features three supposed adults who definitely use adult language. They're also supposedly writers who are definitely not procrastinating by making this podcast. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to No Bad Ideas, the storytelling game show where we take the worst ideas from the internet and try to turn them
1: into stories that are actually good. My name is Gabriel Urbina, and I am your first Bad Ideas host.
0: My name is Sarah and I'm your second... No, no. Sarah's out of town
1: today, (laughs) but uh, my name is Zach Valenti, and I'm your second Bad Ideas host for the day. I was was going to say, Sarah, you sound um, so dainty today. My lord, what is happening? I know. Um, Sarah does send her apologies. She can't be here today, uh, which is a shame because she was really looking forward to hanging out with our special guest star today. She is an actress and an online creator and just kind of a maker of awesome things for well over a decade by this point, I think. It's Mary-Kate Wiles. Mary-Kate, how are you doing?
2: Hi, it's me. I'm good.
1: Thank you so much for coming on the show. This is so exciting. So great to have you here.
2: Mm, My pleasure. Thanks for having me. I hope I do okay.
1: This is a show where it is impossible for you to not do okay. Okay, (laughs) The entire show (laughs) is a safety net. (laughs) I love that. Mary-Kate, at the end of the show, we'll talk a little bit about what you do, but just in case the folks at home are not... Uh, don't know who you are. Do you want to just kind of like give folks the like quick version of who you are and the work that you do?
2: A quick rundown. Uh, my name is Mary-Kate Wiles. I am primarily an actor. Actor? An actor. Uh, you <laughs> You may know me from my work in the digital space across various series, but most notably the Lizzie Bennet Diaries, which did come out 10 years ago this year. Oh no. I feel good about getting
1: that right. And I feel bad about every (laughs) other dimension of that. Oh my God.
2: Very weird. But I also am a producer on my own and with Shipwrecked Comedy, which is the group I have with my romantic partner of many years now, Sean Prasad. And uh, we make literary comedy content. So... That's kind of what I do and who I am.
1: And if you listen to No Bad Ideas and you have not checked out Shipwreck, like the moment that this episode is done, you need to like go and like check it out. Like their series are amazing and like the exact wavelength of like geek that I think would really (laughs) appeal to the people that listen to this show. So really go check it out.
2: Thank Um, you. We do make nerdy stuff. It's fun.
1: But we're going to hold the links and the plugs hostage until the end of the show, so that you listen all the way through to our time with Mary-Kate today. If this is your first time listening to No Bad Ideas, this is the show where we take the most ill-conceived, ill-advised, just all-around ill things that people have done, um, and then pretend that some powerful Hollywood mogul has just, like, thrown them onto our desk and told us, I want a pitch for how we're going to turn that into a good movie or into a good novel or into a good something. And we give ourselves just 10 very short minutes to try to figure out what that good movie hiding out inside the bad idea is. Zach, Mary Kate, you guys ready to jump into our first bad idea today? Ready as we're going to be. I think so. All righty. Dear listeners, there will be a link to this article in the episode description if you would like to read along. I think at this point, the single most recurring character in (laughs) No Bad Ideas is um, Florida Man with his unending adventures (laughs) um, and just like, you know, seemingly endless um, series of bad decisions. Today, we're going to be checking in with his uh, close cousin, Alabama Man. Oh boy. As um, coming to us from our friends at the Huffington Post, we have this article. The headline reads, Alabama man accused of stealing 70 ton crane.
2: Oh, congrats to him. That seems difficult.
1: That sounds
0: like a light larceny. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The article reads. An Alabama man who called a wrecker service asking to have a 70-ton crane pulled out of the woods is now charged with stealing the heavy machinery, sheriff's officials said. The owner of a towing service contacted the Chilton County Sheriff's Office on Monday, saying the man had called claiming someone gave him the crane and he wanted it removed so he could sell it for scrap, the agency said in a statement. The Wrecker Service owner recalled moving the same crane a few years before and contacted its owner, who denied ever having given it away. The towing operator then called law enforcement. The man who wanted the crane moved fled before officers arrived, driving the rig into a ditch where it became stuck. (gasps) The 26-year-old Clanton man was arrested Tuesday on a probation violation and first-degree theft charges. Court records didn't include the name of the defense attorney who would speak on his behalf. Uh, We have worked a lot of theft cases over the years. This is definitely the first in heavyweight categories, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It now gets a little bit more into the history of like machinery theft in Alabama. We don't need to get into that. But I just wanted to bring this to you guys. Wow. Man claims that somebody gave him a crane, did not actually receive the crane from someone when the police arrive, tries to make a getaway in said crane. How shall we turn this into a good story with 10 minutes on the clock?
2: Wow. Well, I feel like this is a heist movie. <laughs>
1: Either that or, like, a getaway movie. Like, you know, like, <laughs> the guy from Drive, I want to see what he could do behind the wheel of, Ace of Ace 70 a 70-ton crane. crane.
2: <laughs> getaway. Oh, wait, so he pretended somebody gave it to him? Yes, but he, the story but didn't. was...
1: <laughs> Somebody gave me, somebody gifted me this crane that is out in the woods. Please come get it and tear it apart so that I can sell it for scrap metal. I see. And he just happened to have the bad luck of the guy he called had seen the crane previously and was like, I remember that's like Bob's crane. Let me go Bob. Yeah. Let me give Bob a quick ring to see if he actually gave this guy that crane. And Bob was like, nope, didn't give it to that guy. No, I've been looking for that (laughs) crane.
2: How long was it there? That's so weird
1: unclear the The article does not say, but yeah, Bob, not a lot of a reaction from Bob in the article. We don't know whether Bob was frantically looking for his missing crane. Wow,
2: what a bizarre. I am so confused as to how this guy thought that. That was gonna work out for him.
1: Yeah, it's a real please (laughs) don't ask any questions about what I'm doing, sort of situation. Tentative title Mary. Tentative title, (gasps) Bob's Your Uncle question mark. Ooh, Ooh, not bad, Zach. Not bad. I like
0: that. I also like the details that this kid, this 26-year-old child.
2: Yes, this (laughs) young person.
0: (laughs) Was already wanted.
1: Yes. And yeah, so the, he
0: was. basically like so long as the police are already after me I don't know 70 tons of anything must be worth something mm. so you're like, man <laughs> oh, yeah uh
1: yeah the police apparently were already looking at for him because he'd violated a probation um <laughs> that he was under <laughs> so yeah so okay. clearly some stuff was going wrong in this twenty six year old man's life before he okay. decided to just try to pass off this crane as his own,
2: so we've got a troubled anti hero at the center of our story he's got there's there's more there,
1: sure, sure, yeah, um like what set of choices led this man to right. the crane theft?
2: <laughs> to crane theft. I like that he tried to drive it away and fell into a ditch. That's pretty or got it stuck in a ditch. <laughs>
1: I think that you could even open like the movie with that, where just kind of like him mm. trying to like drive the crane and then, you know, it like lands in a ditch and all of a sudden it's like freeze frame and voiceover, you know, like, I bet you're wondering how I arrived at this precarious like that. situation. Well, yeah. Let me tell you, smash cut two, three weeks earlier or however long he's working at a Starbucks or something, and we sort of go and see like what led him to that place of desperation.
2: Yeah, I like that. Do we think that once the crane gets stuck in the ditch, he gets out and runs? Probably. Probably. I yeah. Mean-
1: <laughs> yeah, I think
0: for sure. I like the idea of the GPS going off, just saying that obnoxious thing of proceed to the route. After (laughs) he's like like (laughs) recalculating. Yeah,
2: exactly. (laughs) That's really funny. Okay, well, I feel like he he's got to have like he wants to sell these crane parts because maybe he is saving up for something really special, you know, or like he's had some some hard times in his family that he's trying to fix or something. Or
1: um, we could deviate from the article and maybe he's not looking to sell the crane. Maybe he wants the crane for something. Yeah, like what is what does man down on his luck need a seventy ton crane for? Um, Maybe
2: it's the exact thing he needs. His oh,
0: like, you said, sorry to interrupt, but you, 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 you said know? it's a heist. What if the heist mm-hmm. that he's actually <laughs> doing requires heist. a smaller heist oh, to get oh, a
2: crane oh. to pull off the
0: full heist?
2: Yeah, I like that.
0: The hoist yeah. heist. Like, that's where I'm kind of <laughs> the like...
2: hoist heist.
1: <laughs> Is there oh, like great. a shipwreck in like a local river and he's found it? And he's just Mm. kind of like, I don't want to call the historical society because they'll give me like a pat on the back. I want to sell the stuff that's in that boat,
2: but I got to get it out of
1: the river first.
2: (laughs) That's fun. Yeah, I like that.
1: Treasure.
2: Treasure makes any story better and more exciting.
1: I do think, however, that like the key is that in this guy's head, he's Dan Yoshin. Like in this guy's head, he thinks that he is super smooth and super planned, and in reality he is completely inept and just completely making it up as he goes along Mm
2: -hmm, mm -hmm. just sort of like like
1: very real contrast between like the expectation side of the split screen and the reality side of the split Mm -hmm. screen so there's some
0: valuable thing whether it's like a laptop in like a waterproof thing with like bitcoin or like you know straight up gold bullion or like a family memento floating down a river,
1: or it could be like in a bog, like you know, okay. maybe maybe he like stole something super valuable. he could have a recurring problem of like he doesn't know how to keep his cars on the road. He stole something <laughs> super valuable out of Texas or something. And he was like, as soon as I get to like, you know, my like fence in Alabama, I'll be able to cash this out for two million dollars. Accidentally drives the car into a bog. It gets out in time. But like whatever he's has in the trunk is still there as the car sinks into the bog. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. And so now he's like, God damn it. Two million dollars is just sinking into this bog. I just need the right apparatus to get it out of there. Mm-hmm. Time to steal a crane.
2: Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. he He knows about something that's really valuable and he knows where it is, but he, he needs the crane to get it.
1: Just kind of this like series of like misadventures as he tries to get like whatever it is that he's stolen somewhere. And every time, you know, it keeps falling into quicksand. It keeps getting misplaced. Like someone else takes it.
2: Is he, uh, bring, are there other characters in here that he's bringing along for the ride? I feel God, like I hope to... so
1: because it sounds like it would be a lot to just hang out with this guy <laughs> <laughs> for an entire movie.
2: <laughs> he needs, uh, he's like, Got to be roping the people around him, yeah, into this crane heist.
1: And I think that, you know, he's probably originally from this town. And there's probably, like, the person that, you know, he shows up at the diner and he's like, hi, Linda. And Linda's like, oh, no, no, you don't. Get yeah. out of here. I don't even want to hear yeah. it. And it's just like, no, 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 I promise. It's a really, really good. I don't want, like, you know, the last time that he said that he had a good plan, I ended up doing, like, six months.
2: Yeah. That's how, because you said he had probation that's or whatever. Right, that's right. like last time he got everybody in trouble. And so nobody's going to want to work with him again, especially Meanwhile, on a crane ride. He
0: <laughs> strolls into the restaurant and is just like, I'll take a cup of coffee, Martha.
1: <laughs> Hello, John Boy. <laughs> 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 You're not thinking of doing anything illegal, are you? You're no, not planning sir. to leave the <laughs> county lines tonight, are you? Uh, this is your one minute warning oh boy Um, so uh, how does it end and um, possibly like which very famous actor is playing John Boy as he (sighs) tries to Mm. steal this crane well he's only
2: 26 he's only 26 this could be a real this could be a real turn for like I was about to
1: say yeah like if Timote wants to kind of have his like Logan Lucky moment this could be good.
2: Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
1: Wow, he like is that. exactly the right age. Um, B- boom. Get, us, get his agent on the phone. We've got his next great project. Mm-hmm. Um, Dimothé, we've got two words for you, just two words. <laughs> Crane heist. And
0: I, I think it, it ends Crane with him heist. in jail starting a new like plot with somebody (laughs) trying to rope somebody into his like escape the prison
1: plan just a new version of like i've got a great plan (laughs) exactly
2: yeah but he's got something like up his sleeve that makes you think even though he got caught and he's like in jail now like he's gonna do it but that's That's for the sequel. And that is
1: time. God damn our time with that idea.
2: Wow. Crane heist.
1: Crane heist. It's going to be a new thing.
2: I love it. I can't wait to see it. (laughs) A new subgenre
1: of heist movies.
2: (laughs) Very slow heist movies. Yeah.
1: I know, that's that's a little bit what I like about it. It's just kind of like the we're gonna like the getaway chases are gonna need to be like a little bit rethought because they're the getaway vehicle is incredibly slow moving, but also yeah. incredibly lethal. Just like so dangerous. And yeah. wide,
0: like it's entirely possible the police are just stuck behind it and can't get out in front of it.
1: Yeah. Oh no, I like I like that thing where like, you know, the radio dispatcher is like the suspect is going in the radio and the, like, the police officer are like, we know where the fucking suspect is. Trust us. <laughs> like,
2: this is no. not a
1: subtle suspect trying to He's avoid
2: eyes on the suspect. Yeah. OK, <laughs> that's funny.
0: Well, mm. to take you to a completely different kind of suspect.
2: Oh, here we uh-huh. go.
0: Join me in the pit, will you? Which, which pit? There's so many pits r slash am I the asshole? Our oh, no, favorite worst pit. favorite Reddit oh, pit.
1: It's the absolute worst pit.
0: <laughs>
2: okay. Here we go. Oh, it's, Here we a, go.
0: it's a bad one, and by bad I mean good. <laughs> unless boy. you are related to any of these people. Oh boy. <laughs> am I the asshole for refusing to resend mom my wedding invite? After she gifted my wheelchair-bound, soon-to-be-husband running shoes as a joke. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Mom's a bee let's do this
1: oh. <laughs> i female 29 sorry 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 yes, Zach. Really, this really is really one sorry. of those moments where like i really wish we were doing a video podcast because like <laughs> our faces right now are yeah. stunned in a way yeah. that like sounds can like the can startled animal sounds we're making cannot possibly convey the full no.
0: level of no, horror. No, they are at a no. pitch that is indistinguishable by zoom or human ears
2: Yeah, yeah 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 yeah
1: okay wow. That's right.
0: (laughs) I, female 29, met my Uh STBH, soon-to-be husband, male 32, two years ago. He's wheelchair-bound, yes, but he's the most kind-hearted, generous person I've known. I'm not the prettiest or most intelligent out there, but he accepts me and loves me as I am. We met via group therapy because he lost his mom in the same accident that made him disabled. When When he met my mom, I'm sorry, this is a bit hard for me to type out, he really hoped that he'd see her as his own but she acted a bit rude towards him. She kept oh making jokes about him and te- teasing him a lot. We arranged uh-huh. for a wedding that meets our budget. My STBH's mom's death's anniversary was last month. Mom joked about him being responsible for the accident, which created Whoa. a dispute, obviously, oh my editorial. Uh, I told mom she'd have to apologize for making him cry, and she did. Two weeks ago, she called asking if she could attend his birthday, and he told me to let her come. She came and was all loving and cheerful. She apologized for the past quote-unquote misunderstandings, and my soon-to-be husband was confused by her change of heart. We had a great time until after dinner. She gave him a box, saying this was her gift for his birthday. He opened it, and what we saw was a pair of Nike running shoes.
2: He looked at her and she started
0: laughing, then said something about being optimistic and hoping he'd use them one day. I lost it. And we both started yelling at each other with her saying it was just a oh joke. God. I said this was utter humiliation because she was basically rubbing it in his face that this is how he is. My soon-to-be husband said it was okay being, again, the giant man. Yeah. But I had her step outside to talk. She kept arguing, saying she didn't mean for this to play out like that and that he was being too sensitive and could use more therapy because his reaction should have been to laugh. I said she's no longer welcome to the wedding, which I, I think is appropriate personally. Uh, She acted shocked saying that I was really taking this too seriously, but I insisted that she send back the invite. My dad joined us and begged that I am to calm down and not make a decision that I might regret later. She got into the car and was crying. Dad said we'd talk later, but I said, there's nothing to talk about after she insulted my soon to be husband in front of my friends. Dad then got into the car and left the birthday party got awkward, which led guests, (laughs) (laughs) which led to guests (laughs) leaving early.
1: (laughs) The art of understatement. Yeah, seriously.
0: <laughs> Dad kept calling me after I got the invite back to try to act like a mediator between us and got the family involved. They said that this is my mom, and while she might have done something that was seen as offensive, excluding Mm. her from the wedding is too much, and asked me to resend the invite so we could Mm. get over this. But I kept saying no. I say not the asshole, and that (laughs) the choice quote from Good Girl is Grace is, oh, honey, you're not the asshole, but you have one for a mom. Yeah, and Oof. with that, I give you ten minutes. Oh my oh, god! There go. And this okay. is like hopefully uh, at least torture a terrible mom. Uh, this,
2: this is, is like,
1: like a Eugene O'Neill play come yeah, to life and gone like absolutely berserk. A
2: weird bizarro family drama.
1: Yeah, and and also like I want to be like best friends with this soon-to-be husband who sounds like. Again, like a sterling example of humanity for dealing with this with as much like grace under fire as he did. Oh, my God. Seriously. I Um,
2: am truly curious for more backstory on this mother because I don't she didn't explain it as if this mother has a history of like being terrible. But I'm just wondering if I'd I'd love more information, but we didn't get it. So Well, I guess
1: like uh, is. The last, the last thing that I will say about this article before we get into like and actually do the work (laughs) is that I spent like the entire fucking time that Zach was reading that thing, like just about to take a sip of my tea, but being afraid that the second that I did, (laughs) some new horrible twist would happen, and I would do a spit take into everything that is on my desk. Uh, Okay, onto the thing itself. Um, Rough. Yes, I think that sort of figuring out why the potential mother character would be like this yeah. is key. Yeah. I'm reminded of like, um of like Tony Erdman, that movie that came out like a couple of years ago, that was about sort of an adult woman's relationship with her father. And her father was always sort of this like practical joker at like the worst and most inappropriate times. Like his kind of, you know, entire personality was I'm going to like make people laugh. Um, But his jokes were like, I'm wearing like fake teeth and like a toucan nose, not like I'm going to like make fun of the person that you're about to marry. Um, But I wonder if there is something to like you know the mother was a frustrated insult comic in like insult comic Mm. um wow i apparently have a hard time saying the words insult comic Mm. back to back (laughs) um you know like that's what she wanted to be and at a certain point she had to give up on the dream Mm. but is now kind of like every now and then just sort of like these like very barbed remarks come out or something i don't know
2: yeah woof (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i think that
1: should be the title of the project just woof.
2: i feel like it's so like i can't figure out if this is like a really intense drama or if it's like a weird quirky dramedy where it's like my family is so bad and here the here's why i don't know
1: I, I I think it's a trap. I think it looks like the second one. And people are like, yeah. oh, let's go see it. It looks funny. And then, and then like half an hour in, you're like, like, oh, like oh, oh, no, the bear trap has snapped. And I'm going to have to like gnaw my leg out yeah. to make it out.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Does, it, does this movie start with this happening? Or is this like...
1: <sighs> what do you think, Zach? Like, you know, is this a story about like the like years of life in this family I mean, or is it about right. like this one like if zoomed we in want
0: ape the structure from the earlier we're mm. at the wedding venues
1: mm. speak now
0: or forever hold your
1: i knew i'd found <laughs> there's only so many venues in this town <laughs> try to keep me out will and you just like
0: yeah just like the like shit like mom found the place like we gotta somebody into the intercept
1: <laughs> And then like rewind. (laughs) It'd be funny, you could almost play it like Jaws though, where it's just kind of like, it's the wedding day and you know, and like the bride is kind of going around and like telling all her friends who are working at the wedding, just kind of like, my mother will show up. Like, we don't know how, we don't know when, we don't know in what direction she'll be coming. For all we know, she'll Mm. be like fucking tunneling under the venue. But like you know, sooner or later she's gonna show up and she's gonna try to do something to destroy this wedding. Mm. And then like the first forty minutes could just kind of be like the friends waiting, and you know, and like someone who's maybe like a newer friend, kind of being like, "What is so bad about this mother?" And like the other people kind of being like, "No, no, 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 no." no. It's bad, it's bad. Like, she's not being melodramatic. This is actually, like, extremely necessary, like, safety precautions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was one choice suggestion
0: um, from the commenter saying, give her a fake venue. Like, resend the invite, oh. but send a decoy so she doesn't get any ideas yeah. about crashing that's the fun. real thing.
2: That seems like, that's good. That's, like, a good setup of, like, the whole movie's about trying to trick the mom, but then somebody messes up. Yeah,
0: right. I mean, the, the, they brought they, the parents got the family involved. Clearly, downplaying their assholery. Mm. There's also some commenters who like fixated on the earlier thing, which could be chalked up to the shitty parenting that she received. Which is the like, he's wheelchair bound, yes, but he's the most kind heart. Like this sort of caveating, and like, I'm not the prettiest, or like the sort of like implicit Mm-mm. like sense of worthiness and
1: love that i feel like there's Mm-mm. like something to dig into there um, mm-hmm. yeah and i think that like i think that sort of in the parallel universe where somebody hears this episode and is like i'm going to actually hire those three to like write that out in full i think that there would be quite a lot to unpack in the like rachel getting married of it all of just kind right. of like yes. how do these yes. people see each other what is like the like emotional underpinning of it here Um, I think that there absolutely is like, yeah, something that point, like, it's one of these things where like, I don't want to hypothesize too much on like the real person, but like, there is certainly something that I'm kind of like, yeah, this like, whatever like happened during your upbringing definitely left you kind of in this place of like, you know, like, I don't, I don't deserve to be loved that much. Like, you know, like, it's amazing that. Um, Agreed. Someone and that's loves why I want to
2: know more about this mother-daughter relationship. I'm sure that this is part of it. So yeah. I feel like there's a lot there. I don't know how it resolves. Like, I feel like I don't like this mom. <laughs> so yes. I like, don't yeah. want her to have like a redemption situation i mean i hope she turns into a better person you know what i mean but i'm not like gunning for that for her character
0: yeah i mean like this could be so let's say instead of uh rewinding like to how we got to this shitty situation we could fast forward to years later like Mm. she's now a grandma and is in therapy to like get permission to see the grandkids in real life like all she gets is like an Mm. annual photo and, like, a terse card and is, like, you know, in, like, all sorts of rehabs and is just, like, going through it and, like, reliving, like, the the her, like, monster Godzilla moment in the, like, the wedding and, like, the months leading up to it and, like, Mm -hmm. having to make amends. Mm -hmm.
1: No, I really like that. And I really like that, like, probably there's some, like, grand gesture. And afterwards, it's like, okay, so do you forgive me? And it's like, no, like, this was... A payment on the interest there's still like a whole lot of mm. principle to go and like you know if you're willing to put in the work and it's going to be years of work then maybe but like no. right right
0: and as she like leaves brokenhearted, but like a little bit hopeful her son-in-law hands her a gift and it's a piggy bank for all of her uh chips um at uh, a <laughs> 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 and she doesn't laugh <laughs> And he smiles knowingly. That's right. Uh, you guys got two minutes, <laughs> two eternal minutes. Two to more push minutes. This idea out a little further.
2: Wow. Two uh, more minutes. Uh, I don't know.
1: I mean, I think that there is something to just kind of like whose perspective is kind of like this mostly being seen through. Is it sort of right. something where like we're mostly staying with like the bride to be? Is it yeah. sort of something where like mm-hmm. it's kind of like copying back and forth between her and the friends who are like the security perimeter? Um, sort of like how like focused is it, I guess is like one question. Um,
2: I mean, then, yeah. I feel like I see it through her eyes, but that's also because the story was, you know. Right, right. I think that's we her. Cut there. If it's right. like
0: the sort of like war movie of the wedding itself, it's definitely uh-huh. from, I think, the bridegroom's perspective, mm-hmm. uh, just like the two of them. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And. Uh, bride slash groom um, if it's like the future movie where it's like the making amends it's more the mom and like the
1: therapy thing um mm. let's skip it to the wedding and let's say the bride and the groom are the perspective all Let right in- let's just like narrow it down in like last 40 seconds how does this uh
0: crescendo and, and maybe what's it called
1: oh. i don't know because like yeah like the mom would show up under the auspices of making it right but she would do something to make it worse first. And I have no idea what that is. And I'm honestly terrified to even consider it. As for what's it called? Like, I mean, there's already a father of the bride, so it could just be mother of the bride, but that's Mm. a little scary. Mm. Either way, a a phenomenal role for Meryl Streep. Uh, it'll get her 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 fourth Oscar <laughs> guaranteed. You know, it'll make it'll make uh, a Mar- Margaret Thatcher seem like one of her more likable roles for sure. Yikes. I
2: feel like the lead actress is like is like a, an SNL type who's now like trying to do like yes, you know, more serious stuff. Like, uh, totally, totally like an A.D. Bryant or like I feel like they all have that time where they like dip their toes into the dramedy waters. I feel like this is that for her. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, Kate McKinnon, I think could be like really good in something like this too. Yeah. Yeah, And that's time.
2: Boom.
0: Well,
1: thank you
2: for
0: doing something with this. Horrible, nope. horrible moment in human I, history.
2: Yeah, it, it is. But I think it could, it turned into a decent pitch for us. I think it was all right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, you lots know, of, it's... lots of drama there.
1: <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> like, like, I don't know if it's something where I would want to, like, be the people making this movie because it would take living <laughs> God, with the story no. <laughs> for so long. But mm-hmm. my God, there's something in there.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Agreed.
1: Well, we're wow. going to back away slowly. Um,
0: and, uh, <laughs> Try and push this on Fox Searchlight. And uh, in the meantime, uh, stay tuned for these brief messages. Hello there, Zach Valenti, jumping into this episode with this brief reminder that we have an active Patreon page to support the production of No Bad Ideas and all the other crazy worlds we're building behind the scenes. To check that out, scope the sweet rewards we offer for monthly subscriptions, as well as how to sign up yourself. Head on over to NoBadIdeasPodcast.com slash support. Once more, that's NoBadIdeasPodcast.com slash support. If you already support the show, We so appreciate that. And regardless, thank you for listening. All right, let's get back to more No Bad Ideas.
1: And welcome back, everybody, to the back half of the show with our special guest star, Mary-Kate Wiles. Mary-Kate, this is the part where the quality of the ideas massively, massively rises because we get to talk about the work that you're doing and the things <laughs> that you are thinking about and the things that you are bringing into the world yeah. rather than the misadventures that people on Reddit and in <laughs> Alabama have. <laughs> and, you know, and I'm Wasn't quite sure about like where we should start with you because um, you're an incredibly prolific online creator. Like there is so much that you sort of like done over the years. That's Um, kind. Thank you. But uh, I think that maybe like the place to start is like, what is this most recent shipwreck project that you're working on? Sort of like what is the like big upcoming opus?
2: a very good place to start. It is indeed Shipwrecked's opus. Uh, it is, um, it's a big one. So my group Shipwrecked Comedy just finished shooting a few weeks ago a new series. It's called Headless, mm-hmm. A Sleepy Hollow Story. It is a modern, not adaptation necessarily, uh, but uh, a modern story inspired by the legend of Sleepy Hollow by Washington
1: a- a- a take perhaps?
2: A take. The f- the f- the first bit is an adaptation of the story, mm. but The Legend of Sleepy Hollow is actually a, a short story and there's not a ton to it. So uh, we take that and we run with it. Um And in our show, Ichabod Crane and the Headless Horseman are roommates and nice, they are nice. trying to find out the true identity of the Headless Horseman. And... um Yeah, it's the biggest thing we've ever done. It's going to be a 10-episode series. We were able to raise $200,000 for it on Kickstarter, which was so uh, amazing and crazy. And we're very thankful uh, that everybody supported it so much. And we just shot for three weeks in February. That was basically our entire February. And um, in the past, we have done... We always do projects that are pretty... um, grandiose in uh, in <laughs> in scope and scale, but this blows them all out of the water. This was even bigger than we realized. And it's kind of a miracle that we were able to get it all done. And uh, we're really excited to dive into post-production and uh, start actually piecing the show together. No, and
1: it is one of those things where 200,000 sounds like a Mm -hmm. lot of money, but knowing Mm -hmm. sort of, you know, the kind of things that you've done in the past and sort of like the level of scope and ambition, um, I know that I'm fully expected to make it look like it was a much higher budget than it (sighs) is. And I know that that is sort of like the eternal um, push pull of kind of like making something online where, you know, like it's always sort of... What's possible and like what is actually sort of like the creative ambition and what sounds like a lot, but what actually translates into kind of like a lot of time and a lot of shooting and a lot of resources. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have a question here, really. It's just kind of a like, like I'm <laughs> always just like, everything
2: you say is correct. <laughs> I'm always just like
1: amazed at like how I, no. So what you said, how grandiose the shipwreck projects work, because I know that it is <sighs> you, you guys making it with just like your fan support.
2: Yeah, uh, we definitely always bite off a little more than we can chew. This time we bought. Zach off, and we I buy- know
1: nothing about that. We <laughs> no, our, our bites are always very measured. Nope, us and our broken teeth. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um. Yeah, we learned a lot this time around. It's wild how two hundred thousand dollars is a huge amount of money, and when you're making uh, essentially a film, what we made is a is a film, even wow. though it's going to be broken up into ten parts. It yeah. is nowhere near enough. yeah uh it's just wild how fast it goes and um yeah so anyway we learned a lot we are so lucky and thankful that we have you know fans that have supported us uh to this extent and we're constantly learning I mean Sean and Sinead cut the cut the script down from 180 pages to 107 so um (laughs) oh my god Uh, yes so and even then even shooting 107 pages in 15 uh, i guess we did 16 days um is it's tight that's quick no
1: that's a that's a marathon and the sprint
2: yeah yeah it it absolutely was both but we i don't know we somehow have always been very lucky and i think it happened again this time we are now like we should not have been able to do this. Like, I don't know how we did this, but we did it. And um, I think that's due in large part to just all the very wonderful people that work very, very hard to make our our stuff work and um make it good and make it the best it can be. And um yeah, we're really, really excited about it. It's definitely like a step up for us in every possible way. So I hope that people will um I hope that people will watch it, and I hope people will like it and like recognize how we were able to level up our game i think i hope
1: i for one am very excited to watch it the moment it comes out
2: thank you uh it's it's pretty fun it's definitely the funniest thing we've ever done i think it's also like the most dramatic and intense thing we've ever done i know also saying a lot um so it's got something for everybody there's lots of music in it it's very musical it's 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 intense it's a lot
1: Now, sort of within the shipwrecked ecosystem, you know, obviously you're an actress and we first met you kind of in your capacity as an actress. Within sort of your shipwrecked projects, is it, are you wearing multiple hats? Are you kind of doing a little bit of everything? Are you also producing? (laughs) Or, uh, well, you know, you're already answering the question, but, you know, so you're not just kind of like (laughs) in a Zen state of focus kind of going like, excuse me, I don't deal with that. I'm acting right now.
2: No, no. We're wearing every hat at all times (laughs) over here. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um yeah i there's a lot i could say about producing with shipwrecked i never thought i was going to be a producer and i think every actor should produce at some point because it just makes you appreciate how much work goes into everything that you do I think the um, same goes for
1: directors for that matter
2: yeah it's just any making anything is such uh it's just so hard to do and i there's four of us in shipwrecked and i the whole time just couldn't stop thinking like, how does anybody do this on their own? There's just so much to do. And I am pretty type A and I have a hard time turning stuff off. So like if there's any problem that needs to be fixed when I'm on set, even if I'm acting, I'm going to I'm I'm doing everybody else's job at the same time. <laughs> <So>. Sure, sure. <laughs> Um, which is just kind of how it is sometimes when you're doing so much in such a short amount of time. I mean, everybody's being stretched very thin. So you kind of need everybody to be looking out for each other and watching each other's backs. And I ended up doing a lot of lunch stuff and making sure there was food and, you know, at the end of the day. you were the
1: linchpin holding everything together, in
2: other words. I just, I'm the type of person that like, if there's not food, I'm going to feel bad about it. So I'm going to make sure that there's food, Um, you know, and yeah, there's just, uh, there's just so much to do. Coordinating volunteer PAs and making sure everybody's times are right on the call sheet and double checking what, what, the sides and making sure that the correct scenes are on there. And it's just like, yeah, it never ends. So it really makes you appreciate um, when you are just acting in something else that somebody else is producing, that you just get to go and stand in the right spot and say your line at the right time. And that's nice. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) That's fun.
1: Now, you've both kind of been able to you've done sort of a little bit of both worlds, right? Because you've sort of like during the past couple of years, you've gotten to act in some big upcoming things. And then also gotten to sort of produce things that are like on your own and sort of, you know, like really kind of like handmade with the people that like, you know, are your frequent collaborators. Um, Is there one right now that sort of feels like your favorite? Is there one that sort of, you know, like would win out in kind of like that, like tug of war if you had to sort of do just one?
2: No, I'm sorry. Great. That's a bad answer. <laughs>
1: no, no, no. Perhaps it was a bad question. No, I'll, take, it's I'll not. take the blame. I'll fall on the sword.
2: No, no, no. I feel incredibly lucky that I am getting to do both. I think um, each one sort of scratches an itch, right? That everybody has. Um, uh, generally, actors are... I was going to say actors at my level, but I think pretty much all actors. Like acting is difficult and weird and you usually are not doing it at all times. Like even if you are so lucky to get cast on a show, that show shoots for like six months and then you have a break or whatever. Um, Unless you're Daniel
1: Day-Lewis and you're like, I'm going to build a cabin for years (laughs) to be able to like act for this one movie.
2: Right, exactly. So I think a lot of us are often like... Even even in the best circumstances, feeling a certain amount of unfulfilled because you want to always be doing things and searching for the next project and whatever. So being able to make our own stuff uh, scratches that itch and is very fulfilling because at the end of the day, (laughs) as difficult as it is, uh, (laughs) it's. We are getting to make the exact thing that we want to make, which as an actor, you don't usually get to do that. You're kind of a pawn in somebody else's game, which, again, like, that's what we signed up for and that's what we like. And generally, it's fine. But. You know, I've known actors who've gotten cast on like some show that they don't really love or care that much about. And, or you're just like working one, like I just did recently working one day on a show that you are not really on any other time and you have a couple lines and that's it, you know? And again, like there's nothing wrong with that as a paycheck and that's great. But we, we yearn for the, like telling a story over uh, an extended period of time, a juicy story where we can really like dig our, sink our teeth in and all that stuff. So that is nice to be able to make our own things and make exactly what we want to do, which in the case of Shipwrecked is like weird and funky and uh, oftentimes a period piece, which you don't get to do a lot as an actor um, or like tonally interesting and different. So I feel lucky that I get to do both and I hope that I will continue to get to do both. Um, But I can't see myself like giving up the trying to make shipwreck projects happen because that is it's yeah I don't know just very fulfilling to be able to like see a project come to life that way
1: good as a as a fan of shipwreck I'm glad that that is the
2: case <laughs> I feel I feel pretty strongly about it I think sometimes I drag everybody else along but <laughs> they <laughs> let me
0: <laughs> now is that how the Avengers crew came together did you just drag everybody along or uh, I'm no, curious what the the yeah, superhero I, origin story is
2: I came into it late actually so I Sean and Sinead, who are the writers of Shipwrecked Comedy. They are brother and sister. They are not married. People get confused on this point often. They are brother because and sister. They
1: don't have the same last name. Yes.
2: <laughs> 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 um and so they started Shipwrecked in like 2013. Um and then I came in as an actor on a project they did called Kissing in the Rain in 2013 and that's how Sean and I met and we quickly fell in love and um I didn't really come on to be a producer with the group until the end of 2015 when they had written the script for Edgar Allan Poe's Murder Mystery Dinner Party. And when I read that script, I thought it was the best thing I'd ever read. And I was like, I will do absolutely anything I can to make sure that this doesn't just get buried and never gets seen by people. Um, Because that the idea of that was very sad to me. And um, I think. Uh, the Prasads are incredible at coming up with stories. That's not something I am good at. I don't consider myself a writer. I don't want to be a writer. I don't think I'm very creative in that particular way, but they are. Um, but they are not necessarily great at mobilizing. But that is something I have learned that I'm pretty good at. Uh, so I sort of came on at that point and we, we kickstarted Poe Party uh, in early 2016. And the rest is history.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. And
2: I would be remiss. We also have a fourth member, Sarah Grace Hart, who was Sinead's roommate at the time, who is also a part of the group as well.
1: I want to rewind for a moment to sort of, you know, you pick up that Poe party script and you read it, and it is (laughs) the greatest thing ever. Uh, I think that, like, that is the moment that a lot of writers dream about Mm. having an actor pick up one of their scripts and have that reaction to kind of Mm. like have something that, like, a performer would go, like, Oh my God, we have to make this like, you know, it's not, not just like, I hope that one day I get to be in something like this, but like, I like, we, we have to do this right now. Mm -hmm. Um, What were the qualities of that script? Like, what were the things that like (gasps) leapt out to you so that, you know, other interested writers can sort of like, you know, like, know, like what were the things that like really leapt out in that way?
2: I mean, I'll say, you know, offhand that I'm very biased because I am in love with the, with the writers. So that. fair, fair. But I don't know that I would be in love with him if I didn't think so highly of what he's good at. You know what I mean? Like, sure. that's part of why I love him so much because I admire him so much. And I think he's really brilliant. And the same goes for Sinead. I don't mean to not include her in this. I just uh, love her in a different way. Um, <laughs> the script, the Poe Party script, and I think what is truly, if I may brag on shipwrecked, I think what is truly. S- that is, is what explicitly sets- what
1: this is here for. Yes. <laughs> <it is a laughs> okay, chance to brag.
2: I feel like I can do it because I'm not the one that uh, that writes. But um, the thing that's so special about what Sean and Shanid do as writers is it's just I can't even put my finger on it. It's so weird and whimsical and magical and the way that they play with, they often like to take either stories or or authors or real people, something that exists in reality and like just... twist it a little and Hmm. make it fit together in the confines of their new story um i think is so brilliant and so interesting and that's truly what i loved about Poe party i'm gonna spoil it if you haven't seen it but there are certain things that fit into the mystery of Poe party which is a it's a murder mystery it's very clue like and it's very silly um and beyond the fact that like it's all of these authors coming together for a night together and they start dying and there's a lot of like inside baseball jokes about these authors that you might not necessarily get if you're not familiar with George Eliot or Ernest Hemingway or Oscar Wilde. But beyond that, like the whole mystery itself hinges on like a real person and a real thing that truly happened hundreds of years ago that like makes the whole thing make sense. And I think that I just was so amazed that they did that and that they continue to do it. They continue to like work these mysteries around stuff that's like actual real life stuff. Like in Poe Party, Agatha Christie goes missing. And that's why the cops show up. And that truly happened. Like yeah. Agatha Christie did go missing for a while. Stuff like that, that I just think is so cool and interesting and different from what a lot of people do. And I also just think they're very funny. Just very funny. Yeah. It's my kind of humor.
1: No, it's a very like boldly intertextual work. Yes. Like it is yeah. sort of. And, 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 and also miraculously, I think like would completely hold together like 200 years into the future, if nobody remembered who any of these real people were, you could still watch it and be like, but it's just so funny and charming and personable. But you're right, like that is also something that like I've always been fascinated by, by just kind of like how much of it is kind of, we are bringing in this like melange of elements and we are bringing in all of this like rigorous commitment to like capturing like what this person was like, what these events were like, like it's really marvelous.
2: I am amazed that they are able to do it. It seems very hard to me, (laughs) but they do. Um, And similarly, not to give too much away about Headless, but like there is a lot of other stuff from Washington Irving's other works that they manage to sprinkle into the show. They like really get a kick out of doing stuff like that. And I think they do it really well. And I think it just elevates the experience for somebody that like if you don't know that's fine but if you do know then it's just like a, a ton of cool easter eggs and stuff
1: now who do you play in headless like sort of like bringing now back to you now so that you we can brag about what you've done
2: for
1: <laughs> like, sort yeah. of like what is your role in that production
2: i play kat van tassel uh she is the that's modern and in, inca- <laughs> modern incarnation of katrina van tassel who is the love interest in the original story um, there are a few characters from the original story, obviously Ichabod Crane um, and Brom Bones, who is a character I didn't know about because I didn't really know the original story. He's sort of the um, he's very gaston He's sort mm. of also interested in Katrina and Brom in our uh, show is played by Gabe Greenspan and he uh, is so good. He's abs- He's everybody's favorite character. He's uh, it's very fun. Um, I think they've been able to translate these characters into a modern setting in a really interesting and fun way. Um, so I'm excited to to get to do it. And you know, Sean and I are, are probably just perpetual romantic opposites in everything shipwrecked will ever do. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, so after after that.
1: after. After your first role together, I think that we can just kind of chalk it up to being written in the stars.
2: Yes, I suppose that's true. But also at this point, it's just kind of weird if we're not. I feel like it would be strange if we...
1: Yeah, you have to play into the star power. Exactly. Yeah.
2: Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan or whatever, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) On a very, very tiny scale. Yeah, it's very fun. I'm I'm really excited to um, get to share it with folks. Hopefully soon.
0: So before we uh, wrap this up, because we know you're busy and and gotta get out of here, but uh, <laughs> uh, I'm just curious. You know, um, having done the Lizzie Bennet Diaries, you mentioned ten years ago. Now we're coming yeah. up on. I don't even want to think about the anniversary of Wolf 359. Um, I, uh, <laughs> I'm i curious what it, it was is. like for you saying goodbye to that sort of beloved role um, mm. and what that sort of transition from being... Actively publishing, playing a character that people were engaging with, to you know what came next, and and obviously mm-hmm. you know now you're you're caught up in, in even more multi dimensional projects. But yeah, I guess I was just curious to to ask what that part of your journey was like, that sort of transition.
2: Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I think Lizzie Bennet Diaries is absolutely one of a kind. <laughs> it's just a project that was unlike anything that came before it, and. Uh, it inspired a lot and inspired even Shipwreck did a Po vlog that I would not have probably happened if Lizzie Bennet hadn't happened. Um, so not, not in any way to like poo-poo anything that that sort of tried to do a similar thing. But I think Lizzie Bennet was it just was one of a kind because of what it was. And it just like hit at the right time. And it just was magic. And as an actor, it was unlike anything I've ever done and ever will do um, because we were essentially shooting it in real time. We would shoot once a month, uh, the all the episodes for the month. And we also, our characters had Twitters and and um, like online presences. And so we were able to like interact with fans, both as ourselves, but sort of as our characters. I mean, we weren't in charge of the character Twitters and stuff, but like I could see my character talking with people on Twitter, you know, Um, which is wild. (laughs) It's just wild. Like that's not, and that's something I talk about a lot in terms of like acting on the internet for digital projects. Everybody would like to be acting on television because the money is certainly much better, but there's Mm -hmm. some sort of uh, just audience, um, give and take with internet projects. That's unlike anything else. That's like more traditional media. And I feel like that really helped, uh, just sort of blended into who I became and who I am now as a person who creates things online. Like people related to me as Lydia because they saw Lydia talking to them almost every week. And when the show was over after a year, the show ran for a year you know, people didn't want to give that up. So they all really followed us all as individual actors. And, you know, some of us were more involved online than others. I was pretty involved and I, I started my own vlog series, not series, but like I started vlogging and I started a YouTube channel and um, I started a Patreon not long after, you know? And um, so I did everything I could to sort of continue to engage that audience because I I also just didn't really have anything else going on. So, you know, this was like, the biggest thing I had going for myself. And I'm very thankful that like, for a large part, many of those people have followed me to different projects. And I think that all sort of worked into led into all the other digital projects that I've done over the years, which have all been very varied and very different. And I've gotten to play a lot of different characters, which I really am so thankful for. And, um, also like Lydia is very much not me and i think i that was uh, interesting in a lot of ways to the contrary <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was very interesting for me in so many ways that i could talk about for a long time but like um it it was cool that i was able to both connect with people as this character and also show people through my own like whatever i was doing on my own how i was a person apart from lydia separate from lydia and i think that that also helped me be able to carry an audience with me into other things. Um, A lot of them just wanted to see me as Lydia and a lot of them haven't, you know, uh, there was a time when if I showed up in anything else, the comments were Lydia oh my god and that really and, drove me nuts Yeah, but that that hasn't really happened so much anymore yeah I don't know I don't know if that answers your question but it definitely yeah. was like a jumping off point for everything I've done since and I don't know that I would you know even be in shipwrecked and like doing more stuff that we are doing for an internet audience if it wasn't for Lizzie Bennett. I'm sure there will be lots of thoughts as I, as we approach the 10 year anniversary. Gosh, the first episode came out in April. So I guess we're only a couple of weeks away.
1: Yeah. Barely, barely a little bit away. (sighs) So crazy
2: very wild. Yeah.
1: No, yeah, but I know that we've definitely also had some amount of that with Wolf 359 where yeah, it has so defined the trajectory of our careers and it has so defined so much of what we've done and even kind of been directly responsible for so much of the work that we've done both, whether it's like us generated or somebody hiring us to do something, we're just like ever keenly aware of sort of like the fact that it is oftentimes like oh we're hiring the wolf 359 guys or we're hiring dog eiffel um and that is neither good nor bad but it is sort of something that like you're ever sort of keenly aware of that it is Mm -hmm. sort of something that like almost like hangs out behind you and kind of like follows you around and it's just part of the landscape for a while
2: Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, there's a lot to it. But like, ultimately, how lucky am I that like, I am Lydia Bennett to thousands of people like this character that's existed for hundreds of years um, resonated
1: with millions of people. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And that's like. I, like I said, I would get annoyed when people would like watch other stuff and be like, oh my God, Lydia, because yeah. what? Uh, I'm an actor.
1: <laughs> yeah. See me disappear but, into this new yeah. role as a chameleon.
2: Let me be someone else. But ultimately like, yeah, how lucky, how lucky am I that like I got to do that and, and mean so much to so many people. And I, and that's part of why I love what we do at Shipwreck because every not everything, but most of our stuff is literature based or yeah. historically based and like I'm so, I, I was an English major in college an English oh, lit so major. Cool. And so, yeah, it's like, I love that the, the work I've gotten to do. Deep. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, and that's why I, that's truly why I love, like, that's why I got into this to begin with. Like, I love stories. I love books. I love that like stories are alive, like Shakespeare. Like we've been telling the same stories for years, hundreds and hundreds of years, and they still resonate. And like how cool that I've gotten to be a part of some things that are making, you know, classic literature new and and fresh and it's neat. It's just cool.
1: All right. We could talk about what literature we're going to be refreshing next for hours. Um, but 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 we 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 gotta go. This is approaching the one hour mark of the episode. So we're gonna call very gotta reluctantly call here. it a day here. Um but Mary Kate, thank you so much for coming in and keeping Sarah's seat warm for an episode. Um Happy and to. just kind of like sharing everything that you're doing. Oh, um, thank you. If you Folks are interested in following you and seeing more of your work, and I cannot stress enough that if you are fan of no bad ideas you would love shipwrecked and you would love a lot of what they're doing uh what's the best place to do it where should folks go
2: sure you can follow me at mk wiles w-i-l-e-s on instagram and twitter you can follow shipwrecked comedy at our youtube channel uh if you just search us you'll find us there and um i do hope that you will if you have paramount plus check out uh the fairly odd parents fairly odder which uh when we're recording, comes out in a week, but probably will be up, maybe or up soon when we when this goes up, and um, you can see me play live action, villainous icky Vicky mm. from the Fairly Odd Parents. So, so cool! It's very fun. Yeah. It's very fun.
1: If I'm not mistaken, it will have been now for one week when this episode goes live.
2: Okay, perfect. Uh, go watch it. You can watch so all go the watch episodes it right now. Yeah. Be Be sure you watch the final two episodes because they're pretty fun. But watch all of it.
0: This has been No Bad Ideas, produced by Gabrielle Urbina, Sarah Shackett, and Zach Valenti. Many thanks to our patrons for their partnership in making this show happen. And a special shout out to our Idealist members, Jennifer Schneider, Rina Sarame, Jeffrey Felsher, and Dia. Today's episode features music by Statesher and Jazar from freemusicarchive.org. You can support the show at nobadideaspodcast.com slash support. And if you love this show, please leave a rating or review wherever you listen and share it with someone you love.